It, there's nothing about gold that causes it to become more valuable every day. Once more unto the breach, dear friends, else close the wall up with our English dead. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, aspirationally, boys and girls. Uh, welcome to the Personal Wealth Coach. This is Jake McClure. On the line with me, I have... Jeff McClure. Uh, together, we are bald. Oh, together, we are the Personal Wealth Coach and, and bald. I'm glad you got that straight. Yes, we have to establish, this is full disclosure, you guys need to have uh, total knowledge of the fact that there are two bald men with beards talking to you at the moment. This podcast is called The Personal Wealth Coach, and that's also the name of an SEC registered investment advisory firm based in Salado, Texas. Now, the fact that it's registered with the SEC doesn't mean that the SEC approves or disapproves of anything, neither, neither does the secretary, whoever the secretary is, and this tape will destruct after it's listened to. The you dated yourself. This tape will destruct. Your podcast tape is about to self-destruct. That's why you can't find the tape in it anymore. <laughs> It already has self-destructed because it's too old. And uh, the information that we do present in this podcast, we get from sources we think are very reliable, but we don't make any guarantees as to the completeness or the accuracy of that reliability or anything else. We just do the best we can. The information that we're providing during this podcast is not considered investment advice. This information is educational because investment advice means that we know exactly who's listening and we can custom tailor all of our advice to them. So prepare to be educated. You had a subject you wanted to talk about this hour. Didn't I did. I just looked up. We, the United States government owns 261 million troy ounces of gold. That's and if you, price, if you price that at $1,800 an ounce, the price goes all over the place. That is 469 billion eight hundred million dollars worth of gold that's at the federal reserve the u.s government no. has its own reserves no that's that's no this is the u.s government oh not the not at the federal federal reserve they have less than they used to yeah and the point is we have the the monetary value in our currency in circulation is measured in trillions so go on the gold reserve go on we go don't on. have enough gold there's not enough gold. That's the interesting point. There is not enough gold in the world to accommodate the volume of dollars in the world. Well, we would just have to make the price of gold go way, way up to cover all the money that's out there, which would cause the price of the money to go down because that gold can still be created for a cheaper price. Wow. It's really weird. And basically, I think the people who want to go on the gold standard own gold and they want to see it go up by a factor of a about 10 or 20. Yeah. Um, gold's pretty, by the way. If you want to buy it and because you like the way it looks or feels, uh, or even to gamble to say it might go up, there's no problem with that as long as you know it's a gamble. It's only going to make money if somebody else is willing to pay more for it. it. There's nothing about gold that causes it to become more valuable every day. I can promise something. Presuming we continue to explore commercially into space, as we're doing, yeah. And one of the things that Elon Musk has actually talked about is there are asteroids out there that are mostly gold. In, in 2018, we had an asteroid with enough gold on it and enough platinum on it, both, to account for more gold than we've ever discovered on the planet combined and more platinum than we've ever discovered on the planet combined in one asteroid as it flew by 
within this, the distance of the orbit of the moon. And it's and supposed to come back in like 20 years. There was a horrific depression in Europe that caused the, basically caused the Spanish empire to fall. Spain, Spain was the dominant power in Europe until this horrible depression occurred. And the horrible depression occurred because the Spanish found a bunch of gold in the new world, brought it back to the new world, brought it back to the, to the old Europe. world. Yeah. They brought it back to the old world and they started offering it on the market. And then they realized it was this glut of gold. There was plenty of gold running around gold dropped by about 90%. So the value of everybody's currency, everybody's currency had, was based on gold back gold. then. Yeah. Dropped about 90%. So That's, all of a sudden, let's say you had, you have $10,000 in the bank. And it's no longer worth $10,000. You can't buy $10,000 with it. It drops to $1,000 because somebody found an asteroid. Or even better, you've got your house on the market. You're going to sell it. And it's a fair price. You're going to sell it at $400,000. You never thought it would be up to $400,000. We're on a gold-based system. Somebody just discovered an asteroid and you don't know about it yet. And they show up and they pay you. And the following week, you could have gotten 800000 because the gold has hit and, and the currency has changed. And now you've got half of the money that you thought was a really good deal that you could have had because all of the value is worth half of what it would have. You, you see where this is, this is a problem. You can have massive changes in the, in the value of your currency if it's based on a commodity. And, and, it's lar- and it's largely controlled by Russia and South Africa. Right. And eventually by Elon Musk. Which I don't. <laughs> I don't have a problem with, but you know. All right. So you had something that you really wanted to talk about on this radio program, and I've had my my fun with the Federal Reserve, which most people are like, "That was fun for you, Jake." We can name we can name that segment "Fun with the Federal Reserve." Yeah, fun with the Federal Reserve, which means you were really geeks. Yes, there's a fundamental economic difference between the United States and the rest of the world. Well, not the, all the rest of the world, but certainly a large portion of the world, you know, particularly with China. And I think it's important to understand the difference. When we to give you an example, when we went into the pandemic, the United States had a minor economic contraction, which we officially term called a recession. It only lasted less than two months. And we suffered an economic basically hiccup, nothing serious. And we kept on going. And we've not achieved job parity. We can get into the job numbers this, this week, too. But we've not achieved job parity where we were before the pandemic. And that's of some concern to the Federal Reserve, and I think it should be. But we have broken a record. We have managed to have, the of any of the developed nations on the planet, where good records are kept, the United States has had the highest number of deaths per 100,000 in the world. Because we chose not to do lockdowns, not to do tracking. And we did a few lockdowns, but nothing serious. Whereas whole cities were locked down. And I, when I say locked down, you, everybody stays at home. You don't go anywhere to do anything. Yeah, I mean, big cities, was, big provinces in China. That just It was like full-on non-voluntary. This is mandatory lockdowns. And, and they're going back on lockdowns in cities across China and in other places around the world. Vietnam and Malaysia and places. So we've taken this approach of quickly develop a vaccine, let people run around and be do pretty much what they want to do, and in the process, spread the disease. And we have, as a result, a much higher death rate, much higher infection rate, much higher long COVID rate than any other developed nation or near-developed nation on the planet. But we've had the healthiest economy by far. Our economy is going like 
I use that term gangbusters, but our economy yeah. is going great. It is going great. And, and China's looks like it's starting a contraction. It is shrinking. China may be entering into a recession at this point. Their philosophy was not get a good vaccine out. They've got a vaccine out that's about 50% effective, but they haven't pushed to get everybody vaccinated. Their procedure was to isolate the disease and hold it out, throw up the walls, not let people into the country. This has been a common, it was tried in Australia and it's been tried in New Zealand. By the way, New Zealand's having troubles now too, because the Delta variant is really good at jumping those barriers. It goes faster than we can track. It goes faster than we can lock down. Because so, you've, got, you've, got, you've got no symptoms for several days while you're still contagious. So these two different philosophies, it was an experiment, and this experiment is going on across the board. We in the United States have a very chaotic, uh, free market, free people, uh, fight each other over it approach to almost everything. China, on the other hand, is increasingly authoritarian from the top. They just, this last uh, week was announced, They I guess it was week before last, they announced that they were limiting computer games. Yes. School-aged children cannot play computer games during the week. And they can only, and I saw it was only one hour per day on weekends. They said it's bad for their brains. It's bad for their health. They should be studying. And by the way, they changed the textbooks at the same time to remove a lot of things from the textbooks and put in the thoughts of Chairman Z. And, you know, it's kind of like, if we could make everybody think right, and I think some there's something in many of us that says, if we could just, I know the right way to do things. If I could just if tell the conservative, world. If you're a conservative, you've got a very clear picture of the right way to do things. And if you could control the economy, that's the way you'd have everybody do it. If you're a liberal, you have a different way. But you'd still that, like to control that, that you both You both think you're right. Well, actually, it's kind of an interesting thing. It came out in The Economist's last week and this week, and I think it's true. Liberals, by definition, say, let people think the way they want to think. The left, which is different from liberals, and it's really yeah. hard if you're a conservative to see the difference. The left is busy trying to crush the liberals. They say, no, we know the way things are supposed to think. We know what's politically correct. There's words you're not there supposed to yeah. ever say. There's thoughts you're supposed to never have. The right is pretty much saying the same thing. Yeah. And so, so lib liberal, the original use of it, the the true term for the word liberal means open, means um, free, free, and the left, the whole cancel culture thing is is that's conservatism. That is no, you're not allowed to. This is less free. Let us let us put restrictions on the way you should be thinking or feeling. And the same, go ahead now. Now that we. Kind of we talked about that in, these in two different frame. approaches, and it, we mentioned this in the newsletter. But it's important for people who don't understand this. China took a six point five percent hit to their GDP in twenty twenty. They had a heck of a recession. They had a severe recession. It looks like they're about to tip back into another recession. Right now, they may be able to head it off. They're lowering rates. They're uh, pumping money into the economy. They're trying to get things going again. But their purchasing managers index, um, both for services. Well, the manufacturing purchase manager index is is at fifty point one, which is break even. Fifty is any numbers above fifty indicate growth, below fifty indicate contraction. But their new orders are down in the forties. Yeah. So the serv the the services part purchasing managers index in China is dropped from the forties to the thirties. In well, other that, words, China. That, yeah, that's that's shrinking. That means they're ordering less than growth. They're ordering less than they had before. And so China may be tipping back into a recession. 
it's a big experiment. It's a huge experiment. China believes in a centrally controlled, authoritative government with proper thought and proper doing things the way, by the way, conservative in China means you're following the dictates of the central party. Yeah. And they believe in this conservative system without people being able to mouth off and have demonstrations. If you have demonstrations, you go to prison and all this stuff that a lot of people would not like to see happen. But I want to comment basically that there's two, this is a gigantic social experiment that will be looked back on by the history books at some point in the future and say this, this major experiment is going on in the world right now between the chaotic, uncontrolled, crazy way we're doing things in the United States without central control, very little central, central control. And this method that's being used in China, previously used in Russia, of dictation from, dictatorship from the top. Here's the way we're going to do things. It's happening in various degrees around the world. Turkey is headed towards this right. dictatorship. There's a lot of places in the world headed for Hung- a firm Hungary. dictatorship. A big chunk of Eastern Europe is, is heading that direction. Russia's definitely down that path already. And so that's what's going on. That's the big picture of what's going on in the world. And one of the reasons, by the way, I think China is not a long... Well, you got to be on the guard, but still long-term threat to the United States presumably keep our burden. Presuming what it, you're, you're you're getting a lot of uh, interruptions and signal I'm issues. I'm sorry, uh, it's not your fault. Uh, Some well, somebody is. It used to voice. be. I would say there must be something wrong with the line, but now it's there must be something wrong with the air. Something ways. Anyway, China is using this dictatorial approach, and it's hurting their economy. And I read a really interesting comment in an article last week that said, we don't really have to worry about attacking China or countering China. They're doing a good job of it themselves. Yeah, and I agree with that. They're knocking down their innovators, which they had a group of innovators that were really moving and shaking. Part of their service sector issues is that there were some major changes. There's a, This is kind of reading from the background, again, through different sources that I have uh, in China. Reading in the background... People in business are worried if they're in tech at all. They're worried that they may get mass layoff because of what's happened with Jack Ma's ant group and with quite a few of the other banking associated uh, tech firms that have had the thumbs up from the Chinese government for a decade, the the golden child kind of thumbs up, and now they're being shut down. So there is a type of reluctance to go to work that's unusual in China that we're seeing right now. There's a lot of things going on in the world, and I think through the next decade we'll see them play out. But I think the United States remains healthy because we remain crazy and chaotic and creative. And the rest of the world, not not necessarily the whole rest of the world, uh, Europe is kind of balanced on the edge between the two. Um, But the dictatorial rest of the world, the place where things are very orderly and the streets are clean, and everybody obeys the rules and the lawns are all mowed correctly and there's no homeless people. Um, it may be not, but they're destroying their economy. Right. And we're about out of time for this hour. We've got another hour. Next hour. Our Good. next hour will be the next hour. Well, I mean, hours are our own designation. If, if, if an hour passes, but there's no clock to measure it, did it actually pass? If, if a bear uses the restroom in the forest, where did the restroom come from? I got that one. That was see, important. See, that's an important one. 
So if you would like to talk to us off the air, we actually do give personalized fiduciary investment advice through our SEC-registered firm, The Personal Wealth Coach. You can contact us with voicemail during the weekend and real live people during the week locally at, that's 254-947-1111. You had a little bit of distortion to your voice. I'm saying it again. Uh, So you can reach that same line toll free at 1-800-914-7526. That's 800-914-PLAN. Or you can go to the webpage, thepersonalwealthcoach.com or tpwc.com if you're feeling a little bit lazier with your with your fingers uh we've got uh recordings of the radio program going back lots of years links to podcasts you can go to your podcast provider for that we you can sign up for our newsletter you can read the newsletter there you can contact us through the contact form or email us directly at jeff at tpwc.com or jake at tpwc.com until next hour this has been the personal wealth coach thanks for listening